WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Wednesday, February 21st. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube as we head until 10 o'clock this morning. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in on social media at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzlin with the news. Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Phil Omquist, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. Action-packed Wednesday morning for you. We are absolutely loaded today. Tony Bruno and the Disney keyword number 15. At 8.30 this morning. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Happy hump day. Any horses running down any of the interstates? No horses. All right. <laughs> any all other, any other livestock or cattle? <laughs> no cockfighting, no horses running. Oh, boy. It's a good Wednesday in Philadelphia. All right, Gregory, how are you? <laughs> Hi, buddy. Another day. We're almost there. Four-day four work week, by the way. I love it. I said, I said that to my wife yesterday. I'm just like, can we have more four-day work weeks? Like... I, I, I was walking around all day yesterday thinking it was Monday. <laughs> so was I. And to my surprise, it was Tuesday. That is correct. And today is Wednesday. Wednesday, I day two it. of the work week. Uh, Michael Pelka checking in on the YouTube chat. It's it's uh, Sticky Bun Day. Oh, it's National Sticky Bun National Day? National Sticky Bun Day today. Yeah. So happy Sticky Bun Day for all those who celebrate. <laughs> oh, Are we you got buns? Well, yeah, well, you know. Well, <laughs> it depends on the venue, Don. Yeah. Oh, come on. Sticky or swampy? Yeah. Oh, exactly. man. All right. <laughs> Give me one of those programs. I can tell. Cut sheet's going to be loaded. Seven forty-five this morning. Uh, also, yesterday, Haley's hail Mary. We'll get to what she said and what she did not say and what she didn't do. Coming up in the big take, the Dems are dissing Joe publicly. Also, some very encouraging polling news, not only in Pennsylvania for Donald Trump, but also in New York. We'll get to that. And a federal case with Pennsylvania ballots, all because people can't get the date correct when you fill it out. We'll get to that this morning as well. But before we get to all of that, let's find out if any uh, farm animals are running around on 95 this morning. And for that, we get to the news with the great Dawn Stenzlin at 6.04. Yes, and good morning this Wednesday morning, February 21st. We are at 27 degrees, warming up with a lot of sunshine in store. We'll have the full forecast in just a moment. Let's take you to Allentown, where police say they're investigating a shooting that injured four people and put a nearby college on lockdown. It happened last night near 18th and West Turner Street's neighbors saying they heard about eight gunshots and were told by officers to shelter, to stay safe inside, sheltering in place. Police confirmed four people showed up at area hospitals with injuries that would be consistent with gunshot wounds. So this happened right near Muhlenberg College. Students on campus briefly told Yes, all the students shelter in place. So that's under investigation 
And we don't have all the details on the victims, the shooters. Was this gang, gun, drug-related? All the mm-hmm. usual questions that we ask. Yeah, I know Muhlenberg College very well. Yeah. So let's take you to Temple University. And remember the case. This was a tragic case of a, a Delaware County, Pennsylvania native, Sam Collington. He was murdered. He was murdered while coming back to campus um, from to Temple University. And he was coming back from uh, from Thanksgiving break, I should say. And so uh, while unloading his SUV, this was an attempting attempted carjacking at the time that was reported. He was shot in the back and in the chest. Well, now we have a conviction. This is 19-year-old Latif Williams, convicted of third-degree murder, possession of an instrument of a crime, illegal possession of a firearm in the murder of Sam Collington, who was 21, Prospect Park, like I say, Delaware County, so uh, the story here is that the family and friends in court not not pleased with the fact the push by D.A. Larry Krasner's off, office for a third degree murder charge. Uh, they were alleging that that I mean, they were alleging that Latif Williams, the teenager here convicted ultimately of uh, third degree murder. They were arguing that. Uh, there were some mitigating circumstances that he was trying to run away, that it was self-defense because at one point Sam Collingson was fighting back, fighting for his life after he had been shot once. So he wanted to drop that down with the mitigating factor from a first or second yes, degree to, to third? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so so family and friends we're hearing from, and this has gone viral, not, not pleased with this, don't feel that they had justice. He was known as Polly, Polly Sy Sam. So he should have been, he was planning to graduate, wanted to be a lawyer, Eagle Scout, history buff, was, had an internship actually in, uh, in City Hall. So a, a real tragedy here in Philadelphia. As far as Latif Williams, he's scheduled to be sentenced May 1st. And the DA's office says, uh, this, uh, Latif, he's also being tried for a separate carjacking of an elderly man, but that was before the Sam Collington murder. Mm, seems like a pleasant individual. Yes, sir. Yeah. The usual suspects, as we say. I know we'll talk about Kansas City. So two more suspects, adults in this case, charged in that KC shooting that we will talk about. But I want to just take you to what's going on with the use of student Chromebooks. So we know that those were those were distributed during the pandemic and everybody in every school district uh, got the Chromebooks. Well, now there's a local high school township and school um, school districts that's saying, you know what? You need to have a bedtime, so we're going to turn off your Chromebooks. And we're going to decide that you should, what time you should go to bed. This is not a popular idea. It's uh-uh. Stepford Township. And at a huge meeting last night, students, parents, not happy with it. So for the grade school, 8 p.m., for the middle school, 9 p.m., for the high school, 10 p.m., your Chromebook will shut off. And, and the schools are running this. Wow. The district. The district. The government. Okay. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, who provides the, the, this is provided by the school. The, the school. schools, the district. So do the they state, have a right to do it? If, yeah. I mean, technically, if it's their property, you know, now, if they were intervening with your own personal laptop that your parents bought, I mean, that would be like, you know, obscene. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I think there might be a case for the school here and the government. Hey, they provide it for you. You don't like it? Don't use it. Give it back. So they're shutting them down. They're making the Chromebooks inoperable from 6 a.m. I guess they don't want the kids getting up too early either. So between the hours of 8 p.m. 
to 6 a.m., 9 p.m., or 10 p.m., depending do, on your age. Do they really think that kids are staying up late and getting up early just to do homework? <laughs> I mean, come on. No. Like, that's just ridiculous. No, you stay up late to watch Silk Stockings on USA, <laughs> like I used to. Well, I think they have the, them locked down from all of that stuff and, like, porn or whatever. But uh, the students and the parents not happy just saying, you know, let us let us deal with the time that we use our Chromebook and... We're just going to use a phone, or like Nick Hale just said, yeah. we'll just use another device. Right. Although, you know, there are those out there that don't have either, you know, internet or don't have the ability to have their own device, so the school-provided one is the only one that they have access to, so I understand that as well. That's true. Well said. Well, let's get to the forecast. We uh, And by the way, there is new legislation in Pennsylvania. They're trying to kill those casino-style skill games in Pennsylvania. So that's a big story. Business owners have bought the machines. It was a big deal, thinking they were legal. Now there's new legislation saying these are not a good idea. So I know we'll talk about that one moving forward as well. But the forecast, I think you're going to love. 46 degrees for your hump day Wednesday. I know it's not as warm as where Tony Bruno is, but come on, you know. it's uh, So so 46 degrees, sunny skies. And the warm-up continues. We are 50 degrees, 52 degrees by your Friday. So what a treat. So tomorrow looks like 48 degrees, Friday 52 degrees. We do see some sprinkles moving in, a chance of some rain moving in on Friday. But today and tomorrow, bright sunny skies. Kellen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 610 on this Wednesday morning as we get ready for a midweek Big Take. The Big Take on Kellen Company. And it's brought to you by Tommy D's Home Improvement Center, the big take, Haley's Double Down. Mike Pence dropped out of the presidential race way back on October 28th, 2023. Tim Scott was the next one to suspend his campaign on November 12th. Chris Christie on January 10th of 2024. Vivek Ramaswamy stepped aside five days later. And Florida Governor Ron DeSantis exited the GOP primary one month ago today. Back on January 21st, yesterday, South Carolina's Nikki Haley held a state of the race speech at 12 noon. And if you thought she was going to quit, well, guess again. Nikki Haley is not going anywhere anytime soon. Despite trailing Donald Trump 63 to 17 in the current delegate count and despite polling projecting a home state blowout on Saturday in South Carolina in favor of Donald Trump, Haley claims she is in it for the long haul, and she will win. And yesterday's hyped-up major announcement came with all of the Hollywood drama and acting. It was Nikki's last stand at cutting into what should be a home-field blowout in the Palmetto State on Saturday. I'm honestly not sure, though, who she thinks she's fooling. She claims Donald Trump is the establishment. She claims Trump and his backers are the elites. Meanwhile, she's the career politician, and she's funded by many elitists who are bankrolling her until the convention, presumably, in the event something would transpire with Trump, and he's no longer in the equation. And we had everything yesterday. Contrived tears, at least in my opinion, playing identity politics with the race card and the female card. Maybe she's a Democrat after all. But let's start with the buildup and what the point of her lunchtime presser was. Listen and watch this clip. I have a quick reminder to all South Carolinians. In a general election, you're given a choice. In a primary, you make your choice. Make sure you make the right choice. Make your voices heard today, tomorrow, and on Saturday. Some of you 
perhaps a few of you in the media, came here today to see if I'm dropping out of the race. Well, I'm not. Far from it, and I'm here to tell you why. I'm running for president because we have a country to save. She's really going through with it. She is really going to get blown out in her home state of South Carolina. Also, thanks for telling us the difference between a general election and a primary, Kamala. She actually has the same kindergarten delivery as the Veep, if you listen close enough in the beginning. And next up, we had Nikki Haley putting on an Academy Award performance as she gets emotional talking about her husband, who was deployed in the military. Listen and watch this. I wish Michael was here today. And I wish our children, and I could see him tonight, but we can't. He's serving on the other side of the world, where conflict is the norm, where terrorists hide among the innocent, where Iran's terrorist proxies are now attacking American troops. Kudos to her husband and his service, in all seriousness. But now back to her crying. Even Kyle Rittenhouse thought that that was a bad performance up there on that podium. And think of the irony from Nikki Haley. She's upset about her husband being overseas, rightfully so. Yet, boy, she's a big proponent of war, is she not? She's the old guard GOP. Never saw a war that they didn't want to get involved in. And how bad will it be this Saturday when it comes to South Carolina and Donald Trump against Nikki Haley? Well, according to the USA Today Suffolk University poll, Trump has close to a two to one advantage on Haley in her home state, leading 63 to 35. South Carolina awards their primary winner 50 delegates. And by my math, once Trump wins this weekend, he will now have 113 delegates. To 17 for Nikki Haley. She's almost down 100 to get 100 delegates with no path to victory. And Nikki Haley continues to miss the mark as she goes after Trump and his age. Listen and watch this. We're talking about the most demanding job in human history. You don't give it to someone who's at risk of dementia. <laughs> you give it to someone who's disciplined. Someone who can work day and night for eight straight years. I must have missed out on the news that being the POTUS was the most taxing job in the history of civilization. And has she not seen Donald Trump's tireless work ethic? The guy goes from courtroom to rally, flight to sneaker con, never seems like he's tired at all. What is she talking about? And Trump and dementia? That sounds like DNC talking points to counter Joe's true cognitive decline that we see on display on a daily basis. But finally, Nikki Haley comes out and all but ends her career in the Republican Party with this comment. Listen and watch this. Continue to be for our party. They're just too afraid to say it out loud. Well, I'm not afraid to say the hard truths out loud. I feel no need to kiss the ring. I have no fear of Trump's retribution. I'm not. I'm not looking for anything from him. My own political future is of zero concern.
So I hear what the political class says, but I hear from the American people, too. Ron DeSantis looks brighter by the day for getting out when he did. And Nikki, you are the political class. But I wouldn't be worried so much about angering Trump. I'd be more concerned about triggering 74 million voters in the event you are ever seeking a different office in the near future. And I'm not sure what the point of this exercise on Tuesday afternoon was, but in my view, it missed the mark, as does most of her messaging. So we will stroll into Saturday's GOP primary in South Carolina, and Trump will roll to victory again. And then we'll do the same song and dance for the next states all the way through Super Tuesday in March and right up until the convention, as Nikki and her financial backers keep their fingers crossed that Trump doesn't make it to the finish line in November. She's probably even thinking that she might end up facing Gavin Newsom in the 2024 election. How about that? After all, she is quite delusional, or so it appears. In actuality, despite having no chance of winning, this prevents the RNC from declaring Trump the presumptive nominee and forming joint fundraising committees, of which Biden's campaign and the DNC have $130 million now at their disposal and have already pumped $50 million into swing states. It's all about the Benjamins, as someone once famously said, and Nikki has a lot of them, with no stopping and spending Anytime soon. It's all gas and no brakes for no quit Nikki. And that's the big take. The big take on Kale and Company. All right, big take this morning. If you want to jump in with your thoughts and reaction, you can certainly do so. 855 839 1210 is the number on social media at 1210 WPHT. And of course, be a part of the Kale and Company comment community on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT and hit the like and subscribe buttons today. Big Take brought to you by Tommy D's Home Improvement Center. Renovating a kitchen or building one from the ground up? If so, Tommy D's Home Improvement Center is your go-to for quality kitchen cabinets, flooring, and molding at affordable rates. Visit their showroom in Philadelphia or online at tommyd's.com. We'll come back, get some thoughts and reaction to Nikki's day yesterday. Also, the latest with Trump, some very good news there. And Democrats going after Joe Biden as we continue on a Wednesday morning. Nick, Dawn, and Greg here on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, I think the world of the Piazza Auto Group, where we experience the power of one, the power of Piazza. For me, for my sons, for my family members, whether we go to the Piazza Honda in Philadelphia, whether we go to Springfield Township, I have a relative now who's going to the one out in Chester County in the Westchester area. Wherever that is for you, Piazza Auto Group, there is a power in Piazza. And why Piazza? They have a money-back guarantee, exceptional customer service. I can vouch for that. And then you get your trade-in appraisal. So right now I'm working on the minivan, the good old minivan, trading that in for maybe a hybrid. I don't know. I'm having fun test driving all these different vehicles. So whether it's a luxury Piazza, whether it's the Piazza Auto, whether it's Honda, the Nissans are beautiful. They have so many of those rogues. Oh, my goodness. PiazzaAutoGroup.com. Piazza Auto Group. Tell them Dawn sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Wednesday morning, it's Kale and Company. Hopefully all of you off to a great start to your day. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. 855-839-1210, the number. Cut sheet 745, Disney keyword, day number 15. At 8.30, Tony Bruno right after that, live from Florida. 
So, yeah, yesterday I, I get home and uh, I did a couple of errands around the apartment, and then I wanted to see this whole Nikki Haley speech. And I, I was not, I think we were all on record saying that we don't think that she's announcing yesterday that she would be dropping out of the race. And that certainly was not the case, as, as evidence there in the big take. And I just thought that really yesterday kind of encapsulated everything I've thought about Nikki Haley's message about her campaign, and I'm not anti-Nikki Haley. I'm anti the old guard Republican Party that can never get enough war. She's, you know, that career political establishment creature, so to speak. And she really, like, and I've given her credit. I think she's been the best Republican when it comes to the message on abortion. But the way she, and I don't even care that she goes after Trump. I mean, that's what politics are about. You go after the person that you're challenging, whether it's in a primary or in a general. But she goes after him and labels him like he's the swamp creature. He's the establishment figure. He's the elitist. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're a former two-term governor. You were the ambassador for Trump. I mean, you've made a career out of politics. So you're exactly what you're claiming Trump is. And there's really nobody buying her message, I think. Although there are, I mean, you know, there's some people that, that buy it based on some of the polls, you know, where she's getting 18% here or 14% there. But by and large, it doesn't land. And I just thought yesterday, bringing up her husband, and look, God bless him, he's serving for our country. I'm not, certainly not knocking him. I just, I am watching her kind of get emotional and I'm thinking, was that scripted? Like, that's, that's the skeptical side of me. Anytime I see somebody putting on a performance. So uh, I know this happened right after your show concluded yesterday, Dawn, yeah. as the Dom show came on. Uh, your thoughts on Nikki's message yesterday and what the whole point of yesterday was? Well, Dom's interview with Laura Trump was more interesting than Nikki Haley speaking, which is why <laughs> it was a good thing Dom didn't take it. But no, you know, we always say, and I and I always say, women are tough on other women. It's it's true. We're, our mothers are tough on daughters. Daughters are tough on, right, sisters. So, all I can think is, oh, great. The person who wants to be the first female president is going to be the, the weepy crying president. Great. The mm-hmm. commander in chief, the crying commander in chief. Yeah. Fantastic. So I, I can't help it. I, that, that was what I thought. Initially, I thought, man, let her stay in it. Whatever. I, I, if I were on the Trump team, I would ignore her. She's irrelevant to me at this point mm-hmm. and good for her. Great. Go do your thing. You, you, you know, you don't have a shot, whatever. Right. You're trying to sell books, whatever your goal is. Yeah. But when she started crying, I'm like, oh, and I, I, I don't know, maybe she's exhausted. Maybe she's weepy, but you, you get a glimpse of people. The reason that we vet people and part of the process is vetting, then is, is that what she would be like mm-hmm. as, as a commander in chief and you're looking out at the world and there's mayhem and you, you have somebody who's, you know, I don't want that. None of us want that. Mm-hmm. If your son or daughter's in the military and they're being commissioned and sent out, you don't want a crying commander in chief. Let, let, let me ask a uh, question that I, I, I don't know that every single guy can absolutely definitively answer because there are some people that are probably be afraid to ask it or say it in, in fear of being labeled sexist or whatever between Kamala Harris's ineptitude. And Nikki Haley yesterday with the moment of weakness. And it's just my opinion that I thought that those were contrived tears. Maybe they were authentic, but either way, it does project weakness. And we've talked about Joe Biden and his weakness. Has Nikki Haley and Kamala Harris shown that we are just as far away as we thought we were from one day seeing a female president in the United States of America? 
Can you show that level of weakness like Nikki Haley did yesterday and become the leader of the free world? I think it's a legit question to ask. And some people be like, well, that's sexist of you. But that's what everybody's asking. That's what everybody, that's the quiet part that some people are afraid to verbally share. And I, I think to your point, I think maybe there is a case as like, yeah, maybe we won't see a female president in our lifetime. Well, I think we will, and I hope we will, but I hope it's just the right person for right. the job. Correct. And so do you want somebody who seems like they're toking on something, or on the other hand, do you want somebody who's weepy and crying, and spe- not for nothing, but do we want a commander-in-chief who's weepy and crying at, at Dover saying, I know my husband served. He's on a volunteer mission, okay, and he's not a combat. I mean, I'm sorry, but, you know, we, we, just, we just had uh, how many... Five, five of our service members killed in the Navy SEALs as well as the other two. And we have our sergeant from um, locally from South Jersey. You know, don't talk, don't cry for your husband who went voluntarily. Mm-hmm. It just, it's a bad look to me and I just cringe. Okay. I'm sorry. And maybe it, you, and maybe you're going to say, oh, it's, you know, women are tough on other women. Okay. I want the first woman president to be perfect because she will be scrutinize and under the microscope yes. time. yeah eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. uh do you know you heard that clip there where nikki haley says she's not going to uh you know kiss the ring one of trump's uh spokespeople uh for his campaign stephen chung came out yesterday with a uh, strong reaction on social media to nikki haley's speech on tuesday uh and the new york times political reporter jonathan swan tweeted out some of the coverage of haley's speech writing quote nikki haley in announcing she She's not dropping out. Quote, I feel no need to kiss the ring, and I have no fear of Trump's retribution. I'm not looking for anything from him. End quote. Chung replied to that tweet by writing, she's going to drop down to kiss ass when she quits, like she always does. So, uh, yeah, one of Trump's uh, minions uh, coming out and uh, taking a swipe at Nikki Haley for being a a kiss ass and a quitter. Do you think she does, though? Do you think she does? Or this is her... In my opinion, yesterday was her, was her last stand, and she planted her flag, and she's like, I'm not going anywhere. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to control this narrative, not you, and um, I didn't see anybody last night who I – or yesterday afternoon who I think is is going to – all of a sudden say, yep, I'm, I'll serve in a Trump – not that Trump would have her now, mm-hmm. but I don't – I don't see I don't see that. I kind of see her moving away, m- moving more towards the Cheney, Lynn Cheney type. Okay. Um of I, I the think party. there's a difference in do you think Nikki Haley will kiss Trump's butt versus will Nikki Haley endorse Trump? Once she officially bows out, I do believe she will endorse Donald Trump because she will take the line and the verbiage of we got to beat Joe Biden. I think she'll do that. Will she kiss his butt? No, I don't think she will. But I would say this, and I don't think Trump would offer her a position in the cabinet. But if he did, I think she would take it still. Well, she, Trump was asked last night yeah. with, with Laura Ingram about yeah. who his VP candidates Pulsey. would be, and she was not on the list. Nope. Okay. So I don't know. Could she be in a different role? Well, I mean, she was before. She was before. I don't spring before. I don't see that. No, I don't see that happening. I think that, I think that if she would have come out last night or or yesterday afternoon and 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 said I'm out, you know, and I endorse Trump Mm -hmm. or whatever, then I think there may have been a chance. But the fact that she's, guys, she's going to be in it through Pennsylvania. 
I've I've said that all along. Is she entering Chris Christie territory as far no. as being that defiant anti? I mean, because you know Vivek basically, you know Vivek will get down on both knees and do whatever Trump asks him to do. DeSantis, you know, <laughs> DeSantis battled for a while, but DeSantis got the message. He got it a month ago, right? Yeah. Tim Scott obviously he bowed out and he's you know been rolling with Trump and Vivek to some certain uh, gatherings, functions, and events. Um, I, I get the feeling that if if Christie is the anti-Trump moderate and the peak definition of rhino, then Nikki Haley is going to be the anti-Trump but the old guard Republican, like you said. Yes. Which means, which then, if you think about it, we technically have about three or four different kind of factions within the GOP itself. If you think about it, moving forward, um, not 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 that's not saying that all of them are viable, but you know, Christie's basically uh, a centrist. Uh, Nikki Haley, kind of your old school, early two thousands, late nineties Republican, and then of course you got DeSantis, who's got shades of Trump, but it's not Trump. And then of course you have Donald Trump. So is she just is she just waiting and biding her time in the in the hopes that Trump gets convicted of something? Absolutely, it has to be. Yeah. I think she, and that's the mindset of her backers too, right? Yep. Like, hey, we're just going to keep funding. We're going to keep funding this. We're going to keep uh, keep bankrolling you. Just hang in there. Keep doing your thing. You never know what can happen, right? Look, I, I'm all for this process. I think this process needs to play out. I think the voters need to decide. So uh, she can stay in. It's not my money. She can stay in as long as she absolutely wants to. Fine by me. Gives me more to talk about. But it is, it it is. In my opinion, this is career suicide. And maybe look, maybe she doesn't care. Maybe this is her last ditch effort to try and do something. And if she goes out in a blaze of glory, she goes out in a blaze of glory. I she don't could know. have media aspirations. Who knows what she has yeah. envisioned down the road? You know, she's yeah. what fifty one, fifty two. I got to imagine she thinks, yeah, she's probably going to work for another twenty, twenty five years of her life. I mean, you know, these politicians are go into their mid seventies, late seventies, early eighties. Heck, if you're Diane Feinstein, she has four decades left. But people forget too in the in the um, in the election of 1980, Ronald Reagan and George H. W. Bush. I mean, they went at it tooth and nail, tooth and nail, just just really insulting one another. And then he ended up picking him to be his vice president. So look, weird. Also, oh, you're saying the, the, you're saying the mean insulting thing Poli- that's been going on for four decades. <laughs> I thought that was new. Politics, you know, is a dirty business, and uh, you know, her crying yesterday. Uh, look, I think she was trying to show a vulnerable side, but mm-hmm. the Dawn's tears. Point- women use tears for yeah. seduction. Yeah. Ooh. So that was not for women. Oh. Ah. Ah. Because women can see right through it. Yep. Yeah. I kind of saw through it as well, but. We said seduction. You're a heartless bastard. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I am. I don't care. All right. 855-839-1210. Some very good polling news for Donald Trump locally here in Pennsylvania. Uh, a new Emerson College poll yesterday with The Hill came out. And uh, in Pennsylvania, finds 45% of voters support Trump, while only 43% support Joe Biden. 12% are undecided. Now, it is worth noting that Trump's support has decreased by three points from 48% to 45% when you looked at this a few months ago uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania independent voters break for Biden by six points 
41% to 35%. Spencer Kimball, executive director of Emerson College Polling, said, quote, there is also a gender divide as men are breaking for Trump over Biden 50 to 41, while women break only slightly for Joe Biden. And I think this is probably one of the biggest takeaways from yesterday's polling in Pennsylvania here. Joe Biden only has a two-point lead over Donald Trump in Pennsylvania with women, 44% to 42%. I would have thought for sure that that number would be significantly higher. I would have thought Trump was trailing Biden by double digits with females, yet he's only down two points. In a hypothetical matchup, Trump and VP Kamala Harris, that's kind of funny, Trump leads by nine points, 49-40, and a possible matchup of Trump and Gavin Newsom, Trump is crushing Gavin Newsom, 48 to 33. Now, as far as age and other factors, mental acuity, legal court cases, this is interesting. Biden's age raises concerns for 64% of Pennsylvania voters, while Trump's indictments raise concerns for 57% of voters. So we're, we're kind of looking at two different things here. Joe's weakness being where he is mentally Trump's weakness being where he is legally. I thought that was fascinating. And then also Pennsylvania voters were also asked if they asked uh, if they think that the state is generally moving in the right directions or if they are on the wrong track. Half of voters, 49 percent, think the state is on the wrong track. And finally, I thought this is fascinating as well. What did we see in Iowa and what did we see in New Hampshire for the first few primaries? Immigration and the border was the number one issue. Not the case in Pennsylvania. The economy is viewed as the top issue for 40% of voters. And tied for second is the border way back at 11%. Which is interesting because Iowa and New Hampshire, why would they be more, especially New Hampshire, maybe a little bit with Iowa, but why would New Hampshire have a bigger issue with the border than Pennsylvania? If you're thinking about things geographically, if you're thinking about sanctuary cities, so forth and so on. Pennsylvania, hands down the biggest issue, the economy at 40%, healthcare 11%, immigration 11 threats to democracy 10 crime is only 8%, and housing affordability and education at 6%. So uh, I thought that was interesting locally here in Pennsylvania. 855-839-1210. All right, we'll come back. We'll switch over to the other side of the ledger. Two Democratic candidates went there and dissed Joe when it comes to his age. And also, surprise, surprise, Joe's on the struggle bus in New York. We'll give you those details as we wrap up the 6 o'clock hour next here on Kale & Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is the Kale & Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Middle of the week. All sorts of big stories and news to get to. South Carolina primary coming up on Saturday. Letitia James yesterday saying she's prepared to seize Donald Trump's buildings if he can't pay his $354 million fine. Although, uh, chipping away, chipping away at some of his debts, uh, I think his GoFundMe is well above $600,000 now. And I just wanted to provide a quick update before we get to Joe here. Um, Have you guys seen what some of the Trump sneakers are reselling for now? God bless supply and demand, capitalism, the free market, and also people's ability to spend exorbitant amount of money on things that depreciate like 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 a like a vehicle. By the way, doesn't it just show that he undervalued them? He should have sold them. For should like have done a this grand. years ago. Yeah. 
Should have done this years ago. <laughs> when I see these going for on the uh, on on the secondary market, I was just like, man, God bless people if they want to spend this kind of money. Yeah, the Never Surrender high tops. Uh, there's one seller. Don, do you own a pair of these? Because there's a seller asking forty five thousand dollars for a pair. Uh, That's not you, is it? It's not me. Are you I, sure? Here's the thing, because I went on the site, and the red and the white ones are low energy compared to the gold ones. Like, if you're going to buy the Trump sneakers... Oh, the gold ones are hideous. No, I love the gold ones. Yeah, like, yeah, I want a pair of those. By the way, by the way... It takes a certain person to pull off the gold. Oh, I can't, on, I, can't, I can't pull it off. Nobody can pull them off. They're come all on. They're all hideous, by the way. <laughs> they are. They're just terrible. <laughs> they are. Well, Although, no, I, I would wear the red ones. I told you. For a yeah. day, I would wear the red ones. Because you could say they're also... They could double as a temple... Because well, you went to Temple, that, so it's got true. the tea, yeah. and they're red. Right. So you Not got cherry, that going but on. red. Yeah. yeah. It's close enough. <laughs> but one seller is asking for $45,000. So far, the highest resale is $7,500. Wow. And uh, they arranged, they, there's been transactions on the uh, auction sites for $3,900, $4,400, $5,000, 5200 and 5750 and remember only a thousand pairs of the never surrender trump sneakers were made and they were going for 399 for the gold and then 200 for the red and the white so we've got somebody that was able to get $7,500 for those. I, I'm not sure what the math is on the ROI, but that's a good return. Let me ask you guys a question. If, I, if I'm if i walking down the street at night in West Philadelphia... You're getting shot and you're in the barefoot. Yeah, and I'm, you're going to die for a pair of Trump sneakers. I doubt it. They're going to take... Oh, yeah. You they're going to totally I, take your if, sneaks. If, if I'm wearing my Air Jordans, they're definitely mugging me for my Air Jordans. They're mugging you for those gold if, Trump shoes. If I'm, if I'm wearing the gold Trump shoes, they ain't mugging me. This is yeah, why you are. wear a $50 <laughs> pair of New Balances. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody will mess with you. They'll probably think you're just a triggered old dad. <laughs> exactly right. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Just to wrap up the hour here on Joe, uh, two Democratic candidates come out and kind of took a shot at Joe Biden with his age. Politico with this story, and they're asking if there are more to follow and if more people will continue with this trend. Tom Swazi, who we talked about last week or two weeks ago with the special election victory uh, in New York, where he took George Santos's seat, uh, and then also Katie Porter telling Politico that Biden's age is absolutely a factor. Tom Swazi. He said he's old. <laughs> the bottom line, quote, he's old. And uh, they're also embracing term or excuse me, age limits for all elected officials. Uh, Porter goes on to say she goes, it's, quote, a conversation that we should be thinking about. We're having the conversation and that debate. And I think it's hypocritical for us to not only be thinking about it, given that we have some of the same long-term representation that we have had in the Democratic Party. You know, we always talk about Democrats. At the end of the day, they rally behind their person, whether it's Joe or anybody else. Uh, but when you have people coming out and speaking, especially somebody like Tom Swazi, who just got uh, into that position that was vacated from George Santos, uh, are we going to see, we've already seen a splintering and a fracturing with Democrats with the squad Dems and the way Joe has not handled the Israel-Hamas situation to their liking well enough, are we going to see more people coming out and taking the obvious swipe at Joe, flat out, point blank, saying he's too old? Or are we going to see the typical Democrats where push comes to shove, they're going to be one step ahead of Republicans, and they'll rally the troops? I don't know that two is indicative of the way that Democrats in general will act as we get to the spring and summer months and the convention. 
but something to keep an eye on as Politico was asking if there are more to follow. And then lastly, as we got about a minute here, um, 70% of New York voters have now said that Joe Biden is not fit to serve another term. I thought that was very interesting. The Siena College survey found that 70% say he's unfit or gave no opinion, and that is far worse than where he was in September. It's up 18 points in regards to Joe not being fit to serve. In September, 52%, now 70 But you know what New Yorkers will do. He's not fit to serve. But they'll still vote for him. Of course they will. Yeah. Of course uh, that, they will. That, that's, so it's like, all, that's why, I, look, I'm not saying we shouldn't talk about these polls because for most part, for the most part, I sent them to you. So <laughs> I feel like we should talk about it. But I, I just, I, I can't, you can't take a poll right now. No. It's just, it's too, it's too, it's too early. But it's not too, fit like, to serve is a it, damning statement, right? Yes. And yet you still it, go with it. Yeah. I, I go by, I go by elections. That have happened in the last two years, oh, yeah, three yeah. years, and and that's that's what I turn out. That's what I go by. Oh, I yeah. don't go by people who answer the phone, and be like, "Yeah, sure, he's unfit to serve." Mm-hmm. It should sh- shouldn't the follow up be, "But will you still vote for him?" Yes, yes, yeah. and that that's probably the way it will play out. Although, by the way, too, and I, I didn't get to it there, uh, Trump doing very well with Jewish people in New York. Jo- so Joe's taking it on the chin on both sides in a locked area like New York. He is doing bad with Jewish people, yet within his own party, the squad Dems can't stand the way he's handled the Middle East. Fascinating. 855-839-1210. We'll come back. Don will have some news to kick off hour number two. And then also we have to get to this court case. Federal appeals court to decide if Pennsylvania mail-in ballots with a wrong date written on them will still count. Hour two, next. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.